This is Football CFB, the home of unique football content. I never told you You scared off the vultures I never told you You scared off the ghosts living in my head That lay lonely in the dirt That to say that I'm joined by Manchester United under-18s manager Neil Ryan. Neil has a very rich association with Manchester United. He's worked at the club for many years in various capacities. His father, Jimmy, of course, was a footballer at United and assistant manager to Sir Alex Ferguson. So it's safe to say he's absolutely esteemed in the club. First of all, Neil, you're the under-18s manager at the club. The club in recent years has promoted various academy talent. You think of Mason Greenwood, Marcus Rashford, Jesse Lingard, amongst many others. How proud does that make you, given your current role? Well, of course, it, it makes you very, very proud, isn't it, to see these boys come through. Uh, been here for a number of years now and, and, and seeing that conveyor belt of players come through the academy and play for the first team is the dream. It's great. I think every member of staff within the academy deserves a pat on the back. It's not down to one or two or three types of coaches. It's it's the whole staff and the, the, the team behind the team that really celebrate those moments. But of course, we also celebrate the moments when they uh, leave here and, and go make it elsewhere at other clubs. Um, and basically to give them a career in football, I think is a great achievement from, from everyone concerned because they all can't make that first team, of course. One player in particular I really want to ask you about is Mason Greenwood. He's been promoted in recent years from the under-18s to the 23s and very quickly to the Manchester United first team. He recently signed a new contract and he thanked you, amongst other coaches, personally for the support he's had in his development at the club. Was it obvious from a young age that Mason could succeed at Manchester United? From a young age, it was very apparent he had a tremendous talent for scoring goals and uh, very driven and um, in he was in love with the game he still is um, and at, at times even though he's with the first team I still see that that, that little boy who loves the game of football um, yeah I think we all were aware of the talent and uh, we all were aware of um, nurturing that talent uh, on his journey and um, it's not all highs it's you know there can be difficult times as well but um, in particular Mason uh, just addicted to scoring goals <laughs> I can say that um, throughout all the age groups um, I had the sort of pleasure to work with him um, and yeah it's just so pleasing for him to, to see him um, realise potential and step up to uh, an incredible level you know and of course uh, you know internationally as well and uh, yeah it's been um, a roller coaster ride at times for Mason but yeah we, he's always been that uh, that talent that we're all aware of and that we've had to work hard to make sure we are helping to achieve uh, the potential. Getting young footballers for the first team at a club such as United is no easy feat. What are the key principles that you're trying to ingrain into the squad of players that you currently work with? Well, I think, you know, there's, there's what we call basics, but the desire, hard work, um, a work ethic, dedication to, to the game and, and training and improving. Um, of course, the respect for your coaches, the uh, opposition teammates, everything, of course, being a, a good human being, really. Um, humbleness, you know, we would say is a, a, a great word. I think we use at our academy to remain humble um, and keep, uh, you know, um, that 
kind of dedication, work ethic, and um, I think just desire to improve um, and not to get carried away with success and equally not to get too down with, with failure at times because that is the journey. Success and failure come, come equally and you can't always uh, predict it's going to be a smooth ride all the way through. So I, I think with uh, the boys, they have to take the knocks and they have to uh, take the achievements and, and success along the way um, and just uh, react to them with, um, you know, uh, a kind of even um, appraisal at times of, of what they're doing and, and remain driven to, to go to the next step and, and, and to improve. The under-18 side is currently challenging at the top of the, the league at the moment. How important is it to ensure that the team has a competitive edge in addition to the technical development that is so key at their age? Uh, well, of course, the competitive edge is, is always got to be there um, every day at training, regardless of the games, the, the training, the intensity of what we want to train, um, the levels uh, within the training is, is something that we really drive and, and want them to, to come to the um, uh, training ground with that desire and that intensity day in, day out. Um, of course, the games, um, the games program that the under 18s are in, it can sometimes, uh, it, it can be great, great challenge for them. Of course, this year, looking at the group we've had, that um, they've been doing well up to your Christmas period and, and uh, yeah, around the top of the, the table, but that hasn't been the, the focus or the emphasis, uh, particularly from ourselves and within the academy, but myself, I'm not driving, like looking at the league each week and speaking to them. Um, it's, a, it's a process of work that you do with them, uh, with the, each group. Um, it's not a true team that you have each week because there are a number of boys in the squad who you want to give fair game time to. But also, your best players would ultimately be stepping up to the under-23s group. So, and not just best players, but at times, you know, players who, who might go up, um, step up to the under-23s um, due to positional thing or, or a requirement or what they need. So at, at times, you you don't tend to focus too much on this is my team or this is a team. It's it's a collective, really. And we um, I look at how the 23s are doing. Um, and I, I take as much pride in, in some of those boys that are stepping up. And, of course, the boys we had last year who stepped up and are performing so well. Um, of course, you take tremendous pride in the next step, which is um, seeing a shoulder short tyre step up to the first team and not just, uh, you know, get on for a couple of minutes. But he's had a, a decent bit of playing time the other night in, in the Europa League, which was fantastic to see him cope at that standard and, and do so well. So you have a, a, a collective um, kind of spirit amongst the staff of of the coaches at the 23s at the at the um, the 18s level and of course at the 20 at the the first team level where we have great support from the manager and the coaching staff there. So to answer that thing about the youth team being the youth team, I, I think the days gone by where you just keep your best players in one group. You know, you, you see them; they're like a sliding scale. 16 step up to our 18s when required, and of course the 18s are stepping up to 23s. Um, and mostly that's by design. We want them to be stretched. We want them to have tough uh, games, tough um, uh, moments throughout the season. Um, and if the groups are successful at any point and they do well within the league, that's just a bonus. That's the icing on the cake, really. That's something that the players really, really um, love to see. And, they, they, you know, they really get um, caught up in that at times. And uh, really, we as staff, as, as myself within the youth team, I know um, to keep an even thing about performance is key really if we win games and lose games that's guaranteed um but the performance is something that if you can keep 
performing at a good standard, then that's the real important thing to me because we've had some wonderful games where we played really well and lost maybe to a, a single goal or a decision. Equally, we've won a lot of games where I wouldn't think the performance is great. So I tend not to get too carried away with that. In addition to the current core of first-team players that you're working with at United, there are also players such as Ethan Laird and James Garner who are out on loan at MK Dons and Nottingham Forest, respectively. They're playing well at those clubs and they've both spoken highly of the, the, the game time that they've received in a first-team environment. Therefore, how important is it, in your opinion, for loan moves to be sanctioned given that a player is reaching that crucial first-team age of their development? It's a vital stage of their development. It's um, the next level from the U23s, of course, that, that group. Uh, and I think um, the idea of pre-COVID times where you would go away and play in front of crowds, stadiums, um, the challenge of playing in a first team, the environment that that, that surrounds, that each club that you go to has a different um, challenge. Um, of course, the, uh, the the pressure on getting points is a, is a big you know, a big um, challenge uh, for our boys. They don't always experience at the academy level. Um, of course, uh, I think there can be highs, particular highs when they do very well. Jimmy Garner is doing great recently. I've been watching myself with a keen eye. And of course, Ethan uh, Laird's doing quite well at MK Dons. But there's also boys who go away who have a tough experience. Um, and it's not always plain sailing. And, and that's part of the experience as well. You know, um, highs and lows uh, when they go away and they're on loan. And, and of course, uh, how they handle that, how they handle success and how they handle failure. And, and hopefully that can be the, you're bridging the gap from, from 23s to first team and you're getting them experience. And then they'll hopefully use them experiences, come back within the club and um, ready for that next step, whether it be the first team or the next loan spell, or, or if they leave the club, they're ready to go and perform at another club. Your association with Manchester United dates back many years. What advice do you give to the younger players from the under-16s, for example, that you mentioned earlier, when they come up to work with the under-18s? Because like, like every young boy, I suppose, when they're at that age and they're in at United, they dream of going on to play for the first team. But it's, it's, a, it's a lot of hard work and it takes a lot of dedication to get there. So, so what advice would you give them when they come into the fold? It's a step up in um, uh, levels of, of from schoolboy level up to under 18 and, of course, 18 to 23s and so on. So each level they step up. I think from schoolboys, of course, you you want them to, to keep that love of the game. They've got to come and enjoy themselves, have fun. Um, I tend to call it serious fun at times, which uh, I have to explain to them sometimes. You know, you can get pleasure from doing something highly skilled, but it doesn't have to be a celebration and a, a big loud cheer and every time you do something. Um I think they get that idea of uh, how, how the level um, stepping up and how they want to try and um, uh, cope with that level, first of all, um, test themselves against more mature older players or uh, really highly skilled players and so on and see how they can, they can cope. Now, like I say, it's not about them stepping up and they have to perform and that's it. It's more you step up, see how you do and, and see how some, some boys thrive in that. Some find it hard and then need to go back down to their group and and then they can step up again and they're ready for the next time. It's like a, a chef with it, with the ingredients and, and you, when you're cooking, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, just to, well, you know, turn the heat up and sometimes turn the heat down. And, and uh, I think um, with that, you know, 
our experience working with these boys, knowing the right times to bring them up and see how they do. And they surprise you. Some you don't think are ready and uh, they are. And others you might think are ready and they, they fail a little bit. And that's the um, the beauty of of the job. Yeah, there's no guarantee that each boy um, will react the same. You know, that there is no one size fits all formula for these boys. Um, we, we really do work with the individuals. Your father, Jimmy, is, of course, very highly regarded by Manchester United fans. He was a player. He was an assistant manager under Sir Alex Ferguson. What was your upbringing like with your father? Were you automatically engrossed by football and Manchester United from a young age? Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely, uh, obviously, born into a, to that kind of football background and family. And, and it's uh, all my life, I just remember football from, from the day I could walk. I, I don't remember not being around football. I think um, it's natural for most uh, people involved in football whose fathers have been players or coaches or managers to be brought up in that environment. Um, it's normal. It's normal for you to be in dressing rooms. It's normal for you to be at football clubs. It's normal for you to be around coaches, managers, players. Um, and you grow up um, with, a, with a, a kind of love for the game. Not everyone. It's not for everyone. But um, I know my my life growing up around my dad and uh, the, the football clubs he's involved in and so on, um, it just felt normal and normal steps from me to leave school to go into play football and so on. Um, and yeah, I, I don't think um, I was ever... Uh, 100% sure in my head I was going to go and be a coach when I when I got older. But as time goes on, I spend more time around coaches, um, around skilled people, and and of course some amazing um, coaches and managers that throughout the, my time here at this club. The more you spend with them, the more time you start to form your own thoughts on the game and how you want it to 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 see how development is and what that is the difference between development and management and and so on and. Um, yeah, you get a, a bug for it. And um, to this day, you know, you, uh, there's not most money much a day. I, I don't speak to my dad and talk football with him. Um, not so much just about Manchester United, but about football in general. And um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's in your blood. <laughs> and I think it's, uh, it will stay there. So yeah, uh, he's, he's been a great um, uh, point of reference for me, but also um, a great support to me. Do you speak to your father regularly for advice about your current role? And and also, what are his, his thoughts on the current Manchester United team and the, the youth system that you're working in? He keeps a keen eye on watching there because in MUTV, the games are on every week, so he watches the youth team. Um, when I was coaching the younger age groups, at, I mean, I started with like, the likes of Jesse Lingard and that group um, around about under 12s. So, you know, he was actually working around about the first team in the, the youth system at that point at, at the 23s and 18s level. And obviously he had a keen eye on the players then. And as time's gone on, he's retired now and stuff, but I'm working at the youth team level. And of course, he's watching the games and um, I uh, tend to, to go to him. He would never, ever really come to me to speak to about the football. If I ever want some advice or uh, ask him if he's watched the game or any, uh, any thoughts. Of course, it's a it's a really nice resource to tap into because um, you just can't buy experience. You can't find those people, and uh, and you know it's um, it's great to sometimes get a, a different opinion or a different outlook on on players' development. So he's great for that. Um, I think it keeps him uh, occupied as well in this current times that we're in, where you can't do too much. So it's um, yeah, very good to be able to to tap into uh, that experience. 
I've recently spoken to both Paul McGuinness and Rennie Malunstein, your, your former colleagues from Manchester United, of course, and both men stated that the role of Manchester United is to prepare everyone for a career in the long term, whether that's at Manchester United or elsewhere in the professional game. How important is it to produce footballers that can play at the professional level, even if it's not for Manchester United in the end? You have an enormous sense of pride. And once again, it's, it's, a, it's a selfish thing to say, I, I just feel pride about that. Uh, you feel proud about those boys because most times you've been on their journey with them. And like I said earlier, it's not plain sailing. It's ups and downs. It's difficult. It's tough. It's, it's a tough journey to get through to our first team. And each boy that makes it has their own little journey, their own little story to tell. And of course, some have gone straight from youth team like Marcus and go into there and stay there uh, into the first team and hardly really saw it under 23's level. Um, and some boys, and Mason's similar along the lines there, uh, but some boys have had that up and down journey and they've managed to, to get to the first team and, and, and stay there, whether it be setbacks with injury like Scott McTominay had as a young boy um, and the support you had to put in place then. It wasn't about coaching so much with him. It's more supporting him, making sure he's, he keeps going and knowing the character of the boy and having patience to see him grow and develop. Um, so, you know, each player has that story and journey to tell. And I, I think it's um, it's credit to all the staff that work at the academy. I don't want to be one of these people that come in and say, I did this, I did that, because I'm merely part of a team of people who are working together to get these boys through. And you have to applaud and, and give congratulations at times to the families, the sacrifices they make, the parents that travel these miles around the country to support their children. Um, boys leave home and sacrifice being at home with families. That's a huge thing for them to do. Um, and so to know the journey that everyone goes along and be part of that, um, you know, of course, when you see them play for the first team, it's an amazing thing to, to, to be part of. But when they leave the club and go somewhere else and have a career, that's also equally fulfilling to see that. And um, like I say, uh, it's um, one of the perks of the job that's really hard to explain to people because it gives you a, a feeling um, that you have that uh, it doesn't grab headlines or it doesn't, it's something that's personal to you almost. And, and it's a nice thing when you speak to the boys, they know, and you know, and everyone knows the journey we've all been on. Well, at least I want to ask you about the importance of your relationship with Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. As a manager, he's shown time and time again that he has faith in youth. You think of Mason Greenwood, you think of Shola Shoratiri, who's, who's breaking into the first team squad at the moment. How important is that relationship with Ollie? And also, as a second part to that question, in general, how important is it in your role to have a manager who supports the academy and understands the work and the development of players that's going on in the academy? Well, it's vital for the academy, I think, to have someone at the top, um, like the manager, who believes in the youth and who will trust um, that the players we're bringing through can be ready for that step up. Um, I, I think obviously he's, he's put players in and given them debuts, a uh, shoulder short, short, I mean, the, the most recent, um, of course, Mason and so on. But the, the, um, the connection that we have with the manager, I, I just think is fantastic. He, he, he has, he, he has his eye on the youth. He has, uh, of course, um, there's, there's, um, Kieran McKenna there and Michael Carrick who are working the first team who really have that interest uh, in the youth system as well and Martin put, uh, as well Martin there I just feel every time we see the coaching staff within the first team you get this nice feeling that everyone's kind of 
striving to to work together to get these boys through. And of course, they have to have the talent. They have to have the um, physical attributes, maybe, or but really, they have to be at the level to to succeed there because they're not going to be put in um, just as a favour for the academy. I think that's that's important to know. And of course, we have Nicky Bart, and we have uh, uh, who's bridging that gap between the academy and the first team with the manager and. And um, of course, myself, Neil Wood, working with the youth groups there, we work very close and everyone's a tight knit kind of unit there. Apart from the last year or so where we've not been able to be on site with each other due to, but prior to that, you know, the communication process has been excellent. Um, and the manager himself, he sends some messages that, you know, it will be um, fantastic support to us knowing that the manager will, uh, give these boys an opportunity, but he um, really respects the work that's going on in the academy.